let's do it. We got a big uh, lineup today. And again, this is like sort of a live recording of something that a lot of people also watch asynchronously. Uh, but we've got a, a lot of stuff. So as I guess I'll say, and then Andrew, you can grab the mic too. Uh, if this is your first Loot Town Square, here's where we are and what this is. This is a show and tell for builders across the Lootverse. This is a launch pad and a brainstorming opportunity for Loot ideas. This is in some ways an all hands for our Lootverse extended community. Um, and in some other ways, this has also become sort of an all hands for the Hyperverse. Uh, decentralized, permissionless, composable on-chain projects, uh, even beyond loot. A lot of us work on you know, many different things at the same time. As Dom says, we, we all contain multitudes. Uh, and I think this call has become a really interesting combination of people from around the world and around projects who are all just thinking about things differently and thinking about things uh, in a collective way that's moving this NFT space, this Web3 space, and this Hyperverse forward. Uh, really cool to see what everybody's been working on, both within the Lootverse and without, uh, or outside of Lootverse. But today, I think we have such a big lineup of Lootverse stuff that today's call will probably be almost entirely Lootverse stuff. If we get to the end and we're still flowing, uh, anybody who's working on something, feel free to raise your hand, unmute, share, grab the microphone, grab the screen share, and go for it. Uh, but for today, we're, we're going to cover the Crypt, we're going to cover Hyperloot, we're going to cover the Realms uh, update plus the Lootverse Atlas. We're going to cover the official launch of Loot Foundation. We're going to release and discuss the Loot stats, greatness, level, ratings stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about Genesis Project and some Lost Mana naming and the Genesis Portal and GA naming and some more. We're going to hear from uh, Loot for Loot, L-U-T-E for Loot. We're going to touch on uh, some LootDAO admin stuff and... The, the voting and the quorum stuff that happened this week. Uh, I think we might get a preview of Helms for Loot, and if we have time, we're also going to quickly touch on the Genesis Scrolls project. So that, that is a lot. We often say, you know, we'll cut this at 60 minutes, and we never never hold to that, but let's give it a try again. Um, Andrew, I know this week you were out in the wild doing loot in real life. Uh, give us your life update. <laughs> yeah, I was out, out in, the, in the wilds of New York City. With the uh, I don't I don't see anyone on here from the Loot LARP team, but um, we were scouting locations for their their upcoming LARP event at uh, NFT NYC in June, um, and so I, I don't have too much to share, and I don't want to step on their toes, but I would say um, you know if if uh, if you're interested in LARPing or like you know digi physical weapons or going on quests with other loot adventures around New York City, um, I would I would mark your calendars for NFT NYC. It's going to be um, a pretty amazing experience. So, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll, let, I'll let that team kind of announce announce that um, when, when the time is right for them. Um, but... Other than that, uh, this is this is Loot Town Square number fourteen. Um, pretty amazing, excited to be here. I think we have a lot on the lineup, but I think quite a few of them are just sort of updates, so we can kind of um, move move through the updates pretty quickly. Um, let's see. I don't. I don't have. I don't have anything else to say. I think maybe we'll start with the crypt. 
Hello. I like it. That's that's you. I see it. Whether that be 
via token drops or early access or in the game itself. And those things are still still things we're discussing, which is partly why we don't want to make any you know hard promises, but we know for sure that we want them to have utility there. So that's all I've got to say really on the high level vision um, of the crypt. And now I'm going to get into the more nitty gritty stuff of the chapters. So uh, just starting off with a recap on chapter one. Um, if you if you played along and you raided, you'll know that there were that chapter one was made up of sixteen dungeons for loot holders to raid. Um, each dungeon was set up very much like loot in that there were these eight attributes, and depending on the loot bag's affinity with those attributes, would depend on how many hit points you'd score. Um, so you would need many loot bags to defeat the whole dungeon. Um, and uh, the whole aim was to defeat the dungeon and leave with the relics in hand. Um, so there was a bit of an interesting dynamic in the way that the relics were rewarded, um, which was that the first dungeons to be defeated would, be, would get the rarest relics. Uh, so as a result of this, it kind of played out in that it was a bit of a race to raid as quickly as possible um, and in the end all the dungeons ended up being fully raided in under 15 minutes uh, which isn't what we'd anticipated we were worried that nobody would raid um, or we thought it would take you know at least a day if not weeks so yeah we were watching all of this happen live it was amazing to see and like super encouraging and also like what was even more amazing was hearing afterwards how people had formed the raiding parties beforehand and like really made a strategy um so yeah it was just it, it turned out a lot better than we could have really imagined um on the flip side it is a bit of a double-edged sword uh how quickly they they got raided because we did have some people who were still in bed during the raid who would have loved to take part um and they just couldn't because it happened too quickly. So that was kind of one of the learnings we wanted to take uh, from chapter one and into chapter two. Um, so yeah, that takes me on to chapter two. Um, so there's two kind of big things really that we wanted to do with chapter two, bearing in mind that we wanted to get it out quite quickly uh, within a month. So we didn't have room for too much scope. But we, we always envisioned that we firstly wanted to widen the net of people who could raid. Um, and it felt kind of natural for this next group of raiders to be more loot holders, uh, given, just given that more loot is set up in the same way as loot. Um, and so we can reuse the same scoring system. Um, we did consider opening it up to both OG loot holders and more loot holders, uh, but it felt kind of like if we were to do that, then we should do something more interesting with the scoring. Um, in that loot is kind of is rarer, so it's more valuable. Um, so it wouldn't have felt right to to have the same scoring for the the loot as the more loot. So in the end, we just went with more loot for this one. It's something that we're really considering for the future chapters, though, like bringing back loot uh, into the raids, um, as well as opening up to other types of loot, uh, like Genesis, Adventurers. Uh, I was talking to Tim Shell about this earlier. So, 
yeah, that, that was our first goal. Um, and then the second was, as I was saying, to try and make sure that the dungeons stay open for longer than 15 minutes. Um, so one, one way of doing this is kind of obvious, just more hit points, which we need to do anyway, just because of the, the difference in scale of M loop to loop. Um, but we've increased this by a, a bigger factor than just the ratio of M loop to loop. And then the second part is instead of being able to just continually raid with, with your wallet, because there are some M loop whales who maybe have, I think the, the biggest holder has 1500. Um, we want to avoid the situation that one person just raids all of the dungeons. So we've put a small ETH charge in um, for, well, there's one free raid per day and then any subsequent raids, there's a small ETH charge. Uh, not sure if this will actually mitigate people raiding over and over again, but it's also, I guess, a bit of an experiment as well. Um, and... Other than that, uh, the more loot dungeons work in pretty much the same way as the loot dungeons. Um, it's got the same scoring system. If you took part in chapter one, then you'll know. Um, if you didn't, then uh, there's information in our white paper on exactly how the scoring system works. And uh, you can always ask us in our Discord channels. We're happy to help if it, if it doesn't make it, uh, sense. Um, and... That's really all there is to say on chapter two, apart from how how you should take part. Uh, so it's going live tomorrow, um, but they're not going to be raidable until uh, next Thursday, March the 10th at 3 p.m. UTC time, which I think is 7 a.m. Uh, PT time. Um, so that means you've got a week to have a look at the dungeons, see which ones you can raid with your M loop, maybe gather clans, um, and give yourself a head start. Um, and yeah, I, I'm going to end it by showing our trailer, uh, our teaser trailer, and then we can have any questions if anyone's got any. Any, and I think we've got uh, Sportsbeard here as well, who's our CTO, uh, for any more technical questions. So hopefully this will work. So that's it. Uh, awesome, Bucket. Thank you for sharing. Uh, really cool. And you mentioned that there's some secret groups who are coordinating in the background. Um, no comment. <laughs> secret groups? Did I? Uh, some groups that? are coordinating their raids in the background. Some guilds or whatever you want to call oh, them, raiding parties. Well. 
I don't know. I'm encouraging this. Yes. I don't know that there is any, but I highly encourage this. Exactly. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Even for myself, no comment. I don't know. No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, great work, great work, Sportsbeard um, and Demore. I don't think you're on here, but great work to y'all. Cool, thank you. Um, next, we're going to talk about Hyperloot. I'm looking down the list here to see if anyone from the crew is on. I know the time frame might be tough. I don't, anyone see, from Hyper I don't see anyone. No. Um, I'll do a quick screen share then here just to, to share for Hyperloot's sake. Uh, here we go. Um, I presume everyone has seen Hyperloot so far, but if not, this is the amazing beauty of Hyperloot here. Um, if you're just listening to this call, go to twitter.com slash Hyperloot underscore. Um, we need to do a raid for the Hyperloot handle. I wonder who's on the actual Hyperloot handle. Uh, but these are beautiful. These are layered. They're full CCO, full 2D, 3D open source, all the Photoshop files, all the renderings, uh, all the vector files, all the layers. Uh, Hyperloot talks about it as a, uh, a layer two for loot, like the next layer of fidelity for loot, but still fully composable and open source and CCO, which is just incredible. Uh, the launch, I think, was supposed to be tomorrow, but they wanted to get it right, and so I think they pushed it back about a week. Uh, but it looks like... The new mint date is March 7th, so five days from now, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So, yeah, about exactly five five days from right now. Uh, and I don't want to get it wrong, so I'll let you do your own research, but I, I want to say that the first release is mintable with a Genesis loot bag or an OG loot bag and a, a small white list, and then I think the next day, 24 hours later, I think it's open to anyone with M loot. Plus, you know, GA and, and OG as well. I don't know if anyone wants to corroborate that. <laughs> uh, they have some really cool ideas too. This is this is just a concept, but they're also thinking about composable CCO games that combine loot with other stuff. And you can just you know look at this and see what's going on here. This is uh, fully concept art, but oh my god. Just, I'm just going to pause on the screen for a second because this is just incredible. I'll post this link to the Discord too so you can check it out. Okay, I'm going to confirm for you, Tim Shell. The pre-sale is for, for OG, GAs, and the hyper list. I don't, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a allow list. Um, yeah. And then the public sale is for OG loot, uh, G loot, and M loot. The following day. Sweet. Really excited for this. Um, and similar to the crypt, I know that people are working in the backgrounds preparing and coordinating and getting ready. I know I've been preparing and coordinating and getting ready to make sure that all of my Genesis loot bags are ready to go and that my, my single best M loot bag is ready to go. Uh, so I'm excited for this. Looks beautiful. And we talk about loot being sort of a, a movement from low fidelity to high fidelity in lots of ways from you know, low fidelity to high fidelity in art, in interactivity, in playability, in community, uh, and even in story. And this one is just a perfect metaphor for that, that this just brings loot to life in uh, such an awesome way. Super excited to hear where the, the lore of this goes to. Obviously, the visuals here are super unique compared to, compared to what we've seen in loot so far. And so just thinking more about like 
when is this? Is this the future? Is this the long past? Is this uh, a parallel universe? Uh, but really excited to learn more about this as we go. But just wanted to shout that out. Launches five days from now, uh, and this should be a really exciting moment for the Loopverse. Cool. Uh, number three, wanted to shout out to the Lootverse Atlas, uh, plus also just shout outs to the Realms Biblio team. Who do I see here? I can speak to it, but you guys get a lot of my voice. Grug, if you wanted to take the lead, you could talk about uh, the Atlas plus even Grug's lair. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but you are one of the leaders in the Realms community. Hello guys, can you hear me? Hi, hi. Hi there. Uh, yeah, well, obviously like a, you know, development side, I, I've got really not much to do, uh, to do with the rest of the team, but yeah, definitely like they've been, they've been like smashing, like in doing like an amazing, amazing job uh, with the Atlas. And like finally you can see some uh, very detailed and uh, not uh, 2D SVG maps of your rounds, and I'm very, very like excited to actually like see this coming to life. It's, it's just, it's kind of like a, a dream really become reality. And yeah, they, they, uh, I'm literally like every uh, every day talking with uh, Love, um, making sure that the, um, you know, just asking like how the dev is going, and they're they're making like a, a really um, an impressive uh, impressive progress really. On uh, basically like all the fronts, also because you know the the implementing crypton caverns and you know realms, the mini game. There is like so much uh, going on as well. Uh, yeah, no, actually, like I I just got back from uh, from the gym earlier, and I saw I saw your announcement like oh the loot post uh, town is on, and usually like it's on uh, it's during the evening, and I was like oh this is like much earlier than uh, than usually. But yeah, definitely. Like uh, the the Atlas has been, um, yeah, I think like got many many people excited really, and obviously like it kind of uh, set the next the next well the next stage for you know the breaching to Starknet. Uh, I think most of the the people online have been uh, well, hopefully have been uh, keeping track with the with the latest announcement that uh, actually we have got two more uh, contracts going on for the staking. Uh, one is the Galleon, which is pretty much like the same as before. Uh, the the token the token emission has been reduced because obviously, like we um, basically in preparation for uh, the, the bridge to start and to start Starknet. And then the other one is the Karak, I think it's called, and that's basically like um, the the only difference is it doesn't have any bonus uh, lords uh, token um, generated every week. Uh, but then you will be able to claim it uh, every week as before. Whether like with the Galleon, they will just be available on. Uh, um, I think after the full five weeks when uh, when we are gonna go on uh, Starknet. Yeah, if you, if I can say something about the uh, the Grand Slayer, obviously like it's not uh, fully uh, related to the uh, to the loot uh, kind of like ecosystem. But obviously like uh, we we are heavily um, kind of resorting on the fact that we have been basically like we're focusing the uh, the crux layer to be a plate when killed and a DAO uh, 
which obviously like uh, is still in the progress as probably like a team has shown uh, now is showing the website we we launched on uh, on Saturday we're like uh, four days into the the, mean, the public minting process we I think we, uh, yeah we just go past like uh, 60 percent minted and yeah basically like the nfts will kind of like give you voting power in uh, in the dao and future um playground activities and uh, the realm the re realms especially realms and all the loot verse is definitely like uh, one of the priorities that we we are gonna focus like mm -hmm. our assets and uh, guilds um basically um also because my, myself and the rest of the lords as well have pretty much interested into joining forces and there is uh, maybe like finally get this like a huge battle between uh, the dark side and the uh, light side that, that would be like an amazing um, you know co cooperative uh, effort to watch especially like uh, I think it will be um, you know what basically like everyone is looking looking forward as you know uh, realms is coming along as a basically like a strategy game uh, fully on chain so yeah that's thank you thank you for the spotlight Tim. yeah thanks greg um, and for people who didn't understand the context greg is one of the community leaders within the realms ecosystem from like almost the very beginning i know greg you and me met like all the way back in september october as we were building the first bridge between genesis project and realms back when we did um that first A-time season where we discovered this yeah. uh, natural resource across the realms and the first yeah, claims absolutely. of that were the realms ecosystem. And so I've just been impressed with Grog from the beginning. Um, and so I wanted to be able to spotlight both, obviously, what Biblio and Realms is doing, uh, but awesome to see you building a community that's uh, you know, both lootverse and beyond. Yeah, th thank you. I, th I think, like, uh, yeah, the, 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 main, the main goal of the, the Grog's layer is basically, like, kind of... Uh, you know the uh, I I think personally like I'm a very like focused on like this trend about like play to earn and gaming like gamify gaming on the blockchain I'm very bullish on it and I think like the major barrier for like people is really to, to the actual like cost of some assets so uh, ideally uh, the crux layer is basically like focusing on reducing the cost of uh, the assets basically like there is actually no cost and then the owner can actually like um, receive a reward from the effort that basically like uh, web is gonna uh, borrow the, the assets so this sort of like a uh, scholarship will facilitate just like everyone to actually like be on board because obviously like I, th I think this has been seen for the first time with Axie when um, you know I, I was just like you know, I really like like the idea at the beginning. Then obviously, like things go like really overheated. Then obviously, like you see, uh, you you actually ask yourself how how can people actually like pay I don't know one thousand two thousand dollars just to make a team actually play the game. So this is where like uh, the crux layer is coming uh, is coming across like trying to solve the, this problem. And we we got like a a bunch of like a. Uh, um, coming soon in um, yeah probably like in the next two weeks and, uh, yeah for now for now we're focusing on uh, getting some uh, more info out also because we are kind of like a, the idea is to be a kind of niche um, closed um, kind of like private group where obviously like we want to give um, 
advantages and benefits to the owner of the NFTs and share like alphas and uh, you know obviously like, uh, the Blade Wave Guild it would be like airdrops uh, we're actually like justifying the token economics hopefully they will be ready by the end of the week yeah that's that's pretty much it Cool. Thank you so much, Greg. No um, and along the way, I've been just demoing the Lootverse Atlas. That every time I look at this, I realize there's so much here. Yeah, there's so uh, much. And one thing I can share here on behalf of uh, Lord of a Few and the rest of the team, and I guess you know myself too, I'm, I'm definitely involved here in helping steer and drive and uh, build this. Is that this atlas isn't just a realms atlas? This is a Lootverse atlas. So this will be an atlas that starts to come to life with you know, already it's got realms. Already, it's got crypts and caverns. I could definitely imagine the crypt that Lockett just shared finding a place in the Loopers Atlas, you know, figuring out you know, where where are these crypts? Where did they come from? Where are they hidden? Uh, we've got the orders on here, and each of the orders represents an area on this map. So let me scroll out here. Um, order of Giants, Order of Power, Order of Brilliance, each have their own kind of continental or country areas. So the orders live here with a bunch of interesting information about what the orders are, plus the wonders of the order, plus some of the notable genesis adventures of those orders. Uh, we could see this having a timeline. You know, we talked about this having maybe like a a weather report timeline where you can see you can almost scroll into the past to say like what were the realms like during the genesis era. You know, scroll into the middle. What were, what were the realms like during the age of adventure? What were the realms like during the mist? Uh, you know, what were the realms like today and in the future and you know, maybe fast forward what were the realms like in Hyperloot's future so there's definitely something here in terms of another axis around time uh, but the short term thing that we're going to start to see here is an explosion of more points of interest and the beginning of the lore uh, okay, I'm going to mute you but unmute if you want uh, the beginnings of some lore here so first we're going to start to see the bags show up on the actual map so right now we have Crypts and Caverns and we have Realms. Uh, but we're going to start to see the 8,000 OG loot bags, the 2,500 Genesis loot bags actually mapped onto the map. And then the ability for people to write their own stories, to name their own their own characters, their own bags, to write stories that cut across different uh, places and different points of interest and different locations and different Genesis adventures and different OG loot bags. Uh, and so you'll start to see actually this come to life not only with you know, visual treatments, you know, more more interactive realms, more 3D realms, more interactive everything, uh, but also coming to life with stories. So if that's exciting to you, pop into the realms Discord. There's a lot of discussion about the mechanics of how that's going to work, plus also just like the creation of that content is going to be a, a community initiative. I think I'll, uh, there's already... There's probably already like 15,000 points of interest on this map. When you add the loot bags and the Genesis Adventures, which is another 10,000, there's probably going to be 25,000 individual points of interest mapped onto this map here. I don't see DHAM on the call, but DHAM is the master of maps in the Biblio world. Um, he's doing some incredible work here, super nuanced work to just get this all to fit. You know, a huge puzzle. We're talking about you know, mega world building but a huge puzzle where it all just fits together. Like all the, the places on this map at the macro scale and you know, zoom to the micro, micro, micro. You could almost imagine like the farther you zoom in, maybe all of a sudden you found a secret door and inside that secret door, uh, there's a story or a game or a, an item to pick up. So 
just thinking about the future, this ends up being a, a really powerful organizing principle for the wider Lootverse. And so thanks to the team who's been building this, and keep an eye out. This is only going to get better and better. Uh, I see Ira's here. If you want to speak to this from the Crypts and Caverns perspective, or uh, anybody else who wanted to just shout out to the, the Realms Biblio Lootverse Atlas side of the world. Going once, going twice. Okay. Uh, all right, let's change gears then. What did I have next on the list? Loot Foundation. Uh, last call, I presented a, a, a sort of an alpha version of Loot.Foundation, uh, but it hadn't fully launched yet. So I just wanted to shout out to everybody that Loot.Foundation is live. This was an insane labor of love from uh, myself and Loot Hero and Andrew and... Uh, Conway, and a number of other folks across the Lootverse who participated in helping bring this to life. Uh, if you want to help here, this is a Git book, and so you can submit merge requests to it, and people already are submitting merge requests to it. But this is deep. Uh, maybe I'll send the Twitter thread too. This is, a, this is a, a deep site full of a ton of content, and the overarching idea is that for any builder or writer or artist or storyteller or creative person or you know, even just community member who wants to help build this cohesive loot verse, not just stuff that happens to be inspired by the fantasy words on the loot bags, but really a cohesive loot verse that comes from the canonical foundation of the loot contract, Loot Foundation's a guidebook. And from Loot Foundation, uh, we believe we can build this you know, infinitely expansive universe that's also still cohesive. A uh, set of shared physics, some core principles, a core timeline, and then room for everything to just expand up and on top of that. We call this uh, an LDK, which is a phrase that Loot Hero invented. Uh, LDK meaning Lore Development Kit. And if you Google for Lore Development Kit like five days ago or a week ago, no one in the history of Google had ever said those three words together until Loot Hero uh, coined it. So I'm excited to, to work on the rough edges of of concepts like this, you know, concepts that haven't really been done before. Obviously, world building has been done through Wikipedia type sites and world building. This is the first ever lore development kit. Uh, so in here, you'll see some of the foundations for just like what is loot, what is OG loot, what is more loot, etc. What is the loot verse? This interconnected set of projects built on top of loot foundation. Uh, and then you'll see it kind of like two, two or three levels, we're calling it. Level one are the canonical principles, simply just like, how does a loot bag work? What are the foundational principles from the contract about how an actual loot bag works? Through to some classifications and rating systems that really do come from the core loot contract, character classes and specialties and item levels, and you just realize that the loot contract itself is rich, rich, rich with information. And so Loot Foundation surfaces that up. The orders, the prefixes, some of the stuff that Lockit and Onusel and others discovered early on with respect to the lost names and lore ABC. So already I'm just showing that there's a ton here. And I'm still in level zero. I'm still in foundational canon from the loot contract. There's also foundational canon inside the realms contract. The, the resources, the wonders, and more. 
There's foundational lore inside the Crypts and Caverns contract with affinities and rulers and legend, legendary. Um, and so that's level zero. And then level one of this starts to pull meaning up and out of this. Level one, like answering just basic questions like, what is loot? Uh, what is an adventurer? Where did loot come from? Who are we in the context of loot? And even some basic stuff around like the story of loot. Uh, you'll hear the story of the loot versus the story of discovery and revelation and teamwork and building and adventures. It's a story of decentralized action and collaborative world building, meaning that this story is happening not only in the meta, which is what we're literally doing on this phone call right now every week, but it's also happening in the micro of like these characters and the games and the, the story of loot itself uh, matches the meta story of what we as builders and community members are doing along the way. So if you dive in here, you'll see a lot. Um, there's probably too much in here, but we're doing our best to try to synthesize it up. One of my favorite pages in this is this Cycles of Loot page. I'll pop this one into general. Um, this Cycles of Loot page attempts to pre present a level one uh, timeline. analysis and enough teasing out of information and enough understanding of how the system works, how greatness works and how orders work and how prefixes work and more, I actually have come to believe that there's an implied timeline that's right there in plain sight inside the OG contract. And that timeline uh, splits into these five eras that we're calling it. This before Genesis, this Genesis era, the earliest known history of loot. The Age of Exploration, which is just the whole expansive past, it could have been 10,000 years. This interlude period, which is the mist, which is the sort of all quiet across the realms when we showed up on August 28th or August 27th and found the 8,000 know, OG loot bags scattered across the realms, and we're entering the Age of Adventure, which is the present day and the future. So There's a, a pretty broad timeline. While it sounds maybe specific, it's pretty broad and open-ended to anybody to build inside this timeline. But my belief is that with just enough constraint and just enough canonical foundation for the timeline, we can build this cohesive loop burst together. Uh, we've also built this into a visual timeline. So if you really want to get geeky in here, there's a Figma, and you can dive into the Figma and really make sense of it. Uh, but it's a timeline that makes sense of, like, how did loot bags come to be? Where did loot bags get found? How did Genesis loot come to be? Where did OG loot come from? What are these bags that we found after this cataclysmic event? And obviously, like, where are we going in the future, which is all the different projects being built on it. But it really takes the concept of greatness to heart, and it uses greatness as an organizing principle for time, uh, and an organizing principle for age and experience across the loot verse. Uh, I have to just call out that while you may think of me as you know, one of the foremost experts in loot canon, the real expert behind a lot of this is Loot Hero. I see you're on the call, so if you want to jump in, please do. But uh, you are both a sung hero, because I think everybody in the Loot person is incredible, uh, but also sometimes an unsung hero. And so I want to just take a moment to acknowledge you. A lot of this lore development kit has come out of your brain um, and your deep, deep understanding of the Loot contract and how the mechanics in that contract uh, manifest out into lore and stories and meaning. Mike to Loot Hero, if you want to say hi. Hey, thanks, Tim Shell. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to be working with so many talented people. Yeah, it takes us all to really build this entire world, as is evident by just all the projects that are even listed on your screen now, right? that whole right side of where we are. 
now. So it's just, yeah, there's, there's so many of us and it's, yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be one of the contributors. Dig it. Okay, so we talked level zero and level one. Level one being the interpretation of some of these canonical principles, like greatness is in the contract. What is greatness? Uh, names are in the contract. What do those mean? Orders are in the contract. What do those mean? That's level one, um, and it's open for some more interpretation, but for anybody who's building in the loopverse, we would um, at least request that you read it and understand it and then either build on top of it uh, or fork away from it, or even better, just improve it. So if you see something here where you say, you know what, my conception of the loot verse is a little bit different, let's work together to make our foundational canon as strong as possible for this uh, infinitely expansive future ahead of us. Uh, and that's level one. Level two is this idea of higher fidelity canon on top of that. So some examples of that would be like the 16 orders. Clearly in the contract, there are 16 orders. But not in the contract. There are no themes. There are no stats. There's no you know, narrative descriptions of these orders. But it, it's probably helpful for us as a community if we have like a general concept of what these orders might mean. And so this is a, a community-crafted example of like level two lore, where we can say things like the order of power is about confidence, the order of enlightenment is about wisdom, the order of fury is about destruction. And obviously these are way open-ended concepts, but as you're building stories, projects, games, derivatives, etc., uh, you can think about these as maybe some, some launching off points, some story seeds, um, and some light constraints that hopefully provide some creativity. Um, even further here, we have some like deeper descriptions of like what are these orders, and even down to the level of like within the order of power, here's its summary, here are its wonders, here are its Genesis adventures. Here are the realms. And even down to the level of, like, what are the beliefs and the industry and the design language and the you know, values of these orders, we as a community are going to start to build, build these in and fill these in as a group. Uh, plus there's also some story seeds. There's some places, like uh, one of the first crypt dungeon of the twins uh, in one of our stories, we said it's in a specific realm, for example. Uh, or the Divine City exists, and you know, where does it exist, and what is it, and this ends up being a jumping-off point also to you know, other stories and other story seeds and other other places in the loot-verse that can come to life. Uh, that was much longer and much more detailed than I expected to, to describe this, but really excited for it, and I just want to re reiterate again, this is open, and it's a, uh, a collaborative gift-book, and so there's even a list here of like stuff people can do to help a lot of it can be like UI and visuals and more content. Uh, we've done our best with our uh, our abilities, uh, but this is an, an open-ended thing that we'd love everybody to be part of. Um, cool, that was Loot Foundation. One thing that I wanted to then tease out of Loot Foundation and Sportsbeard, you're still here, right? I want to talk Loot Stats. Uh, oh, and Trepper's is on, actually. Let me do a... a 10-second intro, and then Trevor's and Sportsbeard, I would love if you guys could share this. Uh, the 10-second intro is that inside the OG loot contract, there are a set of canonical stats that, if you just look close enough, are right there hiding in plain sight. And not dexterity, magic, intelligence, offense, defense. Those stats are not in the contract. But there are three stats, and I guess actually four, that truly are in the contract. There's a greatness score. 
there are item levels, there is an implied rating, and that implied rating is simply the levels times the greatness, which gets you to a score that goes from magically 0 to 100. Uh, and there are also specialties, or sometimes we call them character classes, and that's all inside the OG loot contract, right in plain sight, hidden on chain. Uh, to tease that out, Treppers and I and Sportsbeard and Loot Hero and some others have been working on a public goods contract for the Lootverse to help everybody who's building on loot uh, make sense of that and pull those stats from any loot bag. And so maybe with that, uh, Treppers or Sportsbeard, maybe Treppers since you just pushed the last version, do you want to speak to that loot stats contract and where to find it and maybe just some basics on how to use it? Sure, I'm, I'm out. I'm currently out. But um, yeah, so the uh, loot stats is, uh, I don't know if you can throw up, uh, I think uh, Tim Shell retweeted it by tweet at some point, but it's, it's up on the Genesis Project GitHub. And it is a uh, utility contract that anyone can basically implement into their, into their, um, their, their own project. And um, there's two sets of functions. There's a couple sets of functions to get the uh, greatness, um, level, and rating uh, kind of stats. You can get both on the, the, the token ID as well as on individual items. And, um, and it works with uh, Loot, MLoot, and uh, Genesis Adventures. And it extends uh, the Loot Classification Utility Contract, which uh, the Crypt team um, built out. So it's kind of a community co-developed project, open source project here. Um, and it's it's open term to use and to upgrade and to add as needed. Our plans for this too are to essentially or eventually send this to the loot DAO itself. Once we have a loot DAO that has some organization and you know, people who can control multi-sig and more, our goal is to actually take this contract itself and send the keys to the loot DAO and have the loot DAO be the owner and the shepherd of this going forward. Uh, but in the meantime, it's open source. It's here on GitHub, like Trepper's is saying. Sports Beer, if you want to hop in, um, I know you did the first rev of this. Any comments or follow-ups? Yeah, sure. It's um, so the as Trepper's is saying, loot stats is actually uh, crawling into the loot classification, which is the some of the the, the kind of more the underlying classification of, of loot. Uh, it's got uh, like an enumeration of what the different classes are with the warrior and, and hunter and mage and that kind of thing in uh, and what Treppers did was he extended that he added greatness to that and then added this loot stats contract as well and now they're both deployed onto ethereum mainnet so other other community projects deploying to the blockchain can can tap into them and know that they're using canonical foundational classes and stats. Um, I, we, had, we had an interesting conversation about making them upgradable. So as we discover more law or maybe tweak the existing um, foundation, foundational principles or classification of things, we, we'd want to update these contracts. But it's kind of, a, it's kind of on the edge of like collaborative Web3 development, where if you've, if you've got a contract, say, as part of the crypt in our game uh, that relies on the, a particular version of loot law and then it gets uh, upgraded, you don't want that to break 
the game. So we kind of need this sort of API versioning of the system. So we're not quite sure the, the best way to do that, but at the moment, on at least on the uh, the loot classification side of it, the and the GitHub there, so it's all open source as well. Um, the idea is that when people extend it or change it, uh, they can deploy it to mainnet and then publish the um, the address of the deployed contract. And then if people are using it, they can decide which for, which they can use the latest version. And then if it gets updated, they can decide whether or not to upgrade it. So it's not kind of upgradable in the true sense, but by making it an open source um, deployed thing with a central table of deployments, then uh, in, in effect it becomes a, an upgradable thing. So we can have versions in the future and, you know, and, and both of them can be owned by Divine DAO in the future. Uh, this is really cool. What's on the screen here is a, a really nice visual manifestation of this too. What I'm looking at right now is specifically a Genesis loot bag, but I want to call out that these stats, these levels here, greatness level, uh, rating, and then number of hunter, number of mage, number of items, this is being called directly from that contract. So we can pull this for any M loot ID, for any OG loot ID, uh, and any Genesis loot ID, which allows us to build all sorts of derivatives and visualizations and UIs and leaderboards and stuff on top of this. Uh, plus anybody who's building anything, whether it's helms for loot or rings for loot or loot for loot uh, or anything, uh, these stats exist, and you don't have to use them, but these stats are right inside the original loot contract and now teased out in a way that they're much more accessible for a developer to add. The, the one thing I'll add if you're uh, going to use these utility contracts is to make sure you make the address to call these contracts um, a settable variable so that it, it can be upgradable. So essentially, um, when a new uh, version is released, you can just switch, and, you, and then you verify it's not, not breaking the existing code. You can just switch the contract out to the, the, the new contract, um, the new utility contract, and uh, it, it's, it, it'll work. So it's kind of a, kind of a poor man's upgrading slash versioning but I think it works, um, and it's probably the easiest way forward for, for the community. Yeah, good point. Cool. Thanks for sharing that, guys, and this is really amazing. Uh, this is definitely sort of in the public goods for loot and the loot-verse category, uh, but seeing it come to life is amazing. And one place that it has come to life, and I'm going to transition over to the Genesis Project, is that we have built a leaderboard for the Genesis Project that gives a lot more order and structure to something that a lot of us have been doing manually in Excel tables and you know, on sticky notes that has now been brought right up to the surface. And so what we've done is been able to use the greatness level and rating scores to be able to take all the Genesis loot bags that have been built so far and all the ones in the future and put them into a UI so that we can essentially create like a, quote, leaderboard. And this leaderboard doesn't have to just be about rating. It can also be about greatness. Yeah, because greatness maybe speaks to the stories held by these items and the age and experience of the items, but it can also be sorted by level, which is, uh, you know, this bag, for example, may not scream at you as, like, a number one bag, but it's 36 out of 36 on the level, meaning that every single item here is a top-level item. So level more about, like, strength and power and abilities of the items. And then rating combines those two. And I don't think I see Foul Plane on the call here, but congrats to Foul Plane with the only 
fully perfect top rated Genesis loot bag uh, in the history of mankind here at the top of the list. It's the first, and honestly, it may be the last, but uh, awesome to see this here. I see Secretive at number three, sneak attack all the way up to number three. Lord Secretive has been a, uh, a source of energy and excitement across the loot burst lately, and so this is great to see here. Uh, but just again, trying to bring this to light, or bring this to life, and bring the, the canonical foundational facts uh, from loot all the way up to life through all of our different projects. One thing that we're going to probably do with this, or that I would like to do with this, is to take this concept of a quote leaderboard, or maybe a, like a compendium of bags, and level it up all the way to just lootproject.com. Um, I can imagine a lootproject.com first tab that actually says like bags, explore the bags, or something like that. And then from those bags, you could see this leaderboard, and, and we need a little bit more you know, UI tweaks to make this work at the, the loot, mloot, and genesis loot combination level. But that would be pretty incredible. Um, and you could also even see like unminted mloot bags would be pretty cool. I know, Yoshi, you had mentioned uh, messing around with that. It's probably not that hard now that we have the, the contract out and the ability to work on it through Peter Watts' API. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to say hi, Yoshi, but... If there's anybody who might be called in the loot burst to do this, seems like you might be a good one, given the work you've done in Floor Finder. Yeah, no, I'm super excited about that. Um, just got to find some time to make some progress. <laughs> well, every Genesis adventure comes with 20,000 tokens of A-time. That's very true. <laughs> if only you could spend your A-time on real-time. Uh, so, yeah, we're really excited about this. And just wanted to call it out, and also congrats to the folks who are doing amazing work here. Want to call it Tenox, who's not on the call, but Tenox has been one of the uh, devs who's driving the Genesis project forward. Uh, just thank you to everything that you are doing here. It's, it's really incredible. The other thing I want to call out from the Genesis project side is that just last night, we launched something that the community has been waiting for for quite a while that we're really excited about, which is the ability to name Lost Mana. Uh, for people who are in the mix, uh, I think you know how exciting that is. And for people, for people who don't, I'll just drop a um, I'll just drop a link in the general channel. Try multitasking. Uh, but the idea here is that lost mana can be used as a wild card to discover the names of the lost items inside the Genesis loot bags uh, using some a time, which is just a, a utility token, and as a result, it allows you to have a little more control of essentially building your Genesis loot bag. Genesis loot already is something you can build through trading and collaboration, but this is one more layer on top of that to you know, finally make it complete. Uh, I had to just call this tweet out because, I don't know, foolish swamis on the call, but I just, yeah, you are actually, but I just love what you said here. Uh, we launched this late last night, and you, you did it. I think you are maybe the first or second one. You said, damn, I feel a deep level of completeness. That was an entire journey. Uh, just amazing to hear that. <laughs> Good to hear that that has, has stuck with people. Um, so that's live. It's working. To, if you want to do that, go to the leaderboard and go to My Bags, and there'll be an Upgrade button. And on that Upgrade button, you'll be able to pick from a menu of um, all the available uh, lost mana items. The other thing, this is not fully, fully live yet, but is that we are, we've added to the contract the ability to name a Genesis adventure which I think is a pretty powerful seed for storytelling, so that if you own a GA, you can name it. Today it's through Etherscan, so it's a little bit awkward, but we're going to just put it into the DAP and make it easy. 
but some are already starting to be named. Like, for example, our friend Lord of a Few, who built the first full mage of Reflection, or maybe even the first full mage Genesis Adventure, now has the official Lord of Linen here. Um, and what's cool about this is that now not only like are the property levels readable by other contracts, even this name can be read. So this name, when this Genesis bag 337 shows back up onto the Atlas, it's going to be called Lord of Linen. Uh, and beyond that, maybe it begins to have some lore and some stories and some descriptions. And, uh, from a name comes the clues and the mysteries and you know, the history of those stories. So awesome to see that happening. So stay, stu- stay tuned for that. Again, it's live if you want to bang through Etherscan, uh, but we'll integrate it into the DAP in the coming days. Trevor, is any commentary on lost mana naming or GA naming or anything? Um, no, just uh, one thing is that it, uh, to do both, both um, this is actually the first of, uh, of, uh, of an ERC-20 token having utility inside uh, the, the loopers, um, but we, we really wanted to kind of stick to what we said we were going to do with A-Time and let it kind of things to your dance adventures and potentially other things moving forward. Um, but yeah, so just you know, be aware that when you do think you're going to need uh, any daytime to do it. Cool, I'm going to reiterate that because you cut your audio cut out for a second there, but what Trevor is saying is that anytime you, you build a Genesis adventure and summon the spirits of this GA and then receive a Genesis loot bag, inside of that loot bag is a cache of 20,000 tokens of A-Time, which is a purely utility token. There's not even a publicly traded market for it. There's no liquidity pool. It's a pure loot-verse you know, uh, token for the ecosystem. And with that A-Time, you can now start to do stuff. And one of the things you can do with it is use it to discover the lost mana names, like reaching through time, using, using the power of A-Time to learn what these true names are. You can also use it to learn, again, the true name of your Genesis adventure who once held this loot bag, uh, and more. So just cool to see an ERC-20 like that starting to take shape in a, a very loot-verse vibes way as opposed to a, a you know, DeFi way. We can't stop it from being a liquidity pool or from having a liquidity pool, but I kind of like that it's pure vibes today, um, and so we'll try to keep it that way as long as possible. And one um, more thing to add to that, Tinchill. Yeah, please. Just be aware, if you buy a Genesis Adventure on secondary, you might want to check with the a and or not. So you jump into Genesis Discord for more information if that applies to you. But yeah, if you make it yourself, you're guaranteed to be able to claim it. If you buy one on secondary, it may already be claimed, so just take that into account. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, I was going to share this as well. If anyone's like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Uh, Portal.GenesisProject.XYZ is a pretty cool place to just make sense of, like, how does a Genesis adventure fit across the Lootverse? And it shows all the different things that with the GA you can do. Like claim a time and discover the name is what we just said, but also you know, visualize it and mint a Genesis Loot Explorer soon, mint Hyperloot soon, rings for loot, crystals like on the Rift, uh, raiding crypts in Chapter 3 hopefully, um, and beyond you know, steering the project itself, uh, finding the GAs in the Atlas, etc., etc. So hop onto here and you can make sense of it. Uh, we're at about an hour, but I, I kind of wanted to actually build a GA uh, right now. Uh, I think I'm going to do it. Usually, <laughs> what do you guys think? Should we do 
Doing live demo fails, but I kind of want to do it. I'm going to stop sharing my screen so I can change my wallet. Uh, we, the reason I wanted to do this is because, A, I want to show how this works, but, B, we're working right now on some really cool lore across the Lootverse that's going to tie together a bunch of bags and a bunch of realms and just introduce like some, you know, some of the first like characters and stories to the Lootverse. And... Later today, uh, there's going to be kind of like a group summoning event of a bunch of Genesis loot bags, Genesis adventurers, and the lore is going to be tied to that. And so maybe I, w I will share this here. Nicholas yesterday summoned one of the first ones that's going to be part of the lore, and the one that I'm about to do uh, will also be part of the lore. I think I can do this pretty quick. Loot Hero, correct me if I'm about to screw something up, because I'm also working on a powerful GA of the Fox that I don't want to break. But I think I'm doing right here. Demon, Dragon, the Lost Belt, the Demon Hide Boots for sure, the Hand Armor, the Necklace, I think, and the Lost Ring. There you go. Where's my head? And the Dragon Crown. Boom. Does that look good? Yeah, you might want to throw that plus. Or are you saving the plus one gold ring? Yeah, yeah. I gotta save that plus one for my Epic Warrior. What about the Pendant? I gotta save that for the warrior too. That's the rating sixty pendant. Yeah, that one's good. <laughs> okay, thanks for checking for me. Then. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna mint this. It's only gonna take two seconds. Uh, at least, hopefully, it works. Aggressive gas. So what you're looking at right now is doing triple work. One, uh, I guess, explaining what a Genesis loot bag is. Two, I'm about to demo the Lost Mana naming, which is just super fun, sort of composable, collaborative, uh, build-on-your-own kind of thing. Uh, and then three, I'm teeing us up for the summoning event later and some of the more that, um, that Loot Hero and the crew is launching. I think El Boogie hopped up the call, but El Boogie is the one who's been driving that and who wrote this amazing lore. All right, approved. Boom. Summon. Gas is a little high, but that's okay. Trappers is probably biting his fingernails right now. Like, dude, why are you doing this as <laughs> a live demo? <laughs> hey, it worked. Okay. Sweet. There she is. Nice. And so now, as you guys have uh, just heard, there's some lost items in here. So what I can now do with the lost items is go to the leaderboard, find it, upgrade. I'm going to approve a time. I think that while that transaction goes, I think I can mess with these. So I can then use this to choose the items that I would like on this uh, GA. So I know that this has a ghost wand for reasons that you'll learn later in the lore. Gotta go with the demon hide belt. Gotta go with the demon hands. And I think this feels right for a titanium ring. Loot Hero, what do you think? Yeah, I think titanium works. Platinum could even work, or gold. Actually, gold might be. Gold would probably be my choice in this case. All right, I trust your judgment. Cool. Update adventure. 
using just a little bit of A time, it's free otherwise. If anyone here has ever done live demos before in presentations or on stages or for clients, you know how I feel right now. Like, uh, is it going to actually work? But so, so far, so good. Okay. Give it a hard refresh. Maybe pop to here and give this guy a refresh. This does hit subgraph, I think, so it may take a minute or two to work. But let's see. Oh, look at that. It worked that fast. Boom. Uh, and there she is with the ghost wand. Oh, I thought somebody was going to give me some live commentary. Uh, cool. That's all I wanted to share on that. I'm, I'm really glad that that worked. <laughs> and where does that put me in the leaderboard, actually? I've got a 594. Let's see. I think that should be a pretty good one, at least on the first page. Yeah, somewhere in here. Top 12. Nice. Uh, okay, so could, could you just explain again what changed when you... Yeah. Uh, so I had those lost items, and what changed is that I picked the ghost wand, I picked the uh, demon belt, and I think I picked the demon hands and the gold ring. So I used those lost items, I reached through time, I think it cost me 500 tokens of A time, and through time I discovered the true names of those items that were once in those Genesis loot bags. The idea being that those Genesis loot bags, these items over the course of generations and thousands of years were shuffled and used and lost, you know, some of them lost over time, and by the time we found the OG loot bags, most of these items were in those bags, but there were just a couple that were lost, a couple thousand that were lost out of the 64,000 items we did find, and I'm not going to get into the uh, derivation of how that math worked, but there's specifically 2,167 lost items implied by the contract, at least the way that we see it. And so the lost items uh, are our way of saying, let's let's find them again. Um, and what I just did in front of us was both summon the spirit of a Genesis adventure, build its Genesis loot bag, manifest its Genesis loot bag back to the present day in my wallet, you know, right now in the present day, both in real life but also in the loot verse lore, uh, and then use the A time that I found in that wall in that Genesis loot bag to reach all the way back through time and say, okay, I want to learn the true names of these items. Uh, by learning it, I also had the power to pick those items. I did. Uh, and what you're looking at here now is a full Genesis adventure of the Fox. It is the number 485th Genesis adventure or Genesis loot bag summoned. It's the 29th of the Fox, and it has a rating of 594 out of 720. And like we talked about before, it's got levels now too. Greatness level of 135 out of 160. Uh, Item level 35 out of 36 because of my dragon crown is uh, level 4 instead of level 5. And then hunter items, it's got 5 hunter items and 1 mage item, which I did on purpose. I could have picked a hunter weapon, but for reasons you'll discover later in the lore we're launching, uh, I just picked a mage weapon, and L Boogie's going to help bring that to life. Uh, so this is a, a tease of something later to come. There's going to be a bunch of Genesis adventure summoned later today and over the course of this week that will tie together into some lore, and then that lore will get both published and also eventually pulled all the way back into this Lootverse Atlas so that you can imagine uh, sort of clicking through, finding the Genesis loot bags, finding the OG loot bags, finding the crypts, finding the realms that they're tied to, and essentially reading a story here that takes you through the atlas in real time while you're also reading some high-fidelity lore.
Uh, that was much longer than I expected to share, but as you can tell, I'm very excited about this. Any questions, comments, or follow-ons to anything that I just shared? Foolish, I may call on you to share your, your sentiments and <laughs> such positive vibes. No worries if you don't want to speak. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. This is really cool. I want to talk about, I want to change again, and want to talk about the last um, thing to share, at least for today, which is Loot for Loot. I promised um, Bowtide that you'd be able to present today, and what you just shared on um, uh, on Twitter is super cool, and so if you want to reshare that here and talk it out, uh, the mic is yours. Awesome. Tim, thanks so much. These projects are all super inspiring and inspire me as a group, so I'm just excited to see all this. I should be sharing my screen now. Can you guys all see this? Yeah, it looks super cool. Awesome. So, uh, Loot, with a U, is a fantasy setting and story uh, exercise kind of rooted deeply in this lore from the loot world that Tim has been talking about. So I want to introduce this character and then kind of walk through my process of getting to here and what our, what our next steps are. So this is uh, Stephanie. She is an ancient muse of Adrua. The muses keep the world in balance through their songs. And the story of loot is about how song, instrument, and form are stolen from the world, right? Um, so this connects deeply with those lost suffixes in the contract. Um, so it's the story of how she loses her songs. So let me leap back to the beginning. I uh, am Bowtie Indigo. I am a film composer in, in real life. I was originally attracted to the world of loot to fill it with music. So I have a uh, collection here called Loot for, uh, for Adventurers that is fantasy RPG style music, right? Um, so I released this and it got me thinking that as a composer and musician, I'm usually brought on on the tail end of projects to put some lipstick on the pig, and after all the all the decisions are already made, right? So um, I was inspired by by Lute to sort of take a music first approach to world building, which is, which is what I've done. So the next step in this um, uh, is that I'm essentially going to release a series of puzzle rooms, which are uh, kind of escape rooms set in on cyber galleries. Um, so here's like a first. Uh, first pass, if you can see this. Uh, a lot of this is commissioned art. Uh, this is uh, from the AI artist Inner Sanctum. Um, but essentially, these uh, uh, the gallery contains a bunch of puzzles that you can solve, uh, and that's going to be sort of a game, uh, a game-like experience, sort of a light, a light one, right? So um, that's that's the format. Uh, now the story is about uh, kind of the theft of the of the muses' songs and everything like that. So. Um, essentially, I, I built this room, and I got to thinking about uh, tickets for it, right? So um, that brings me to my latest collection, which is uh, launching today, Loot, uh, A Song of Paws and Whiskers. So this is an effort to fill the ancient Adruan countryside with all manner of cute, fuzzy creatures and, uh, and animals to kind of be the lore, lore of this world, of the, the natural world that goes into it. So um, each one of these, um, I'll, I'll zoom in. Uh, is sort of an AI art creation of my own, um, plus contains a bunch of intertwined lore that connects to the other objects in the connection in the in the collection. And the idea is going to be that uh, if you want to check your answer to the puzzle room and help build the story, uh, then you need to own one of these as sort of a collectible ticket that's going to unlock uh, 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 getting the correct answers from the puzzle room. So that's sort of the uh, the structure of these collections in a nutshell. 
Um, uh, I am a one-man show over here, so I'm sort of looking to uh, build this creative world and then connect it deeply to the lore in the community. So uh, oftentimes people start with like a map first uh, when it comes to the creative. Uh, I haven't I haven't done that here because I'm intentionally trying to keep it uh, to keep it open-ended to to build on the stuff that uh, that Tim and folks are are putting together. Um, but that. Uh, that's sort of the world uh, in a nutshell. I think I went through that way too fast. Uh, any questions or comments or stuff I can show off uh, some more here? Yeah, could, could you go into a... Oh, did I interrupt someone? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. Um, could you go into how the, like this, the, the lore of how the songs uh, connect into the whole loop verse and just talk about the music? I'm really interested. Sure. So. Um, the idea was that these uh, musical pieces are sort of uh, building blocks, right? So as a, as a film composer, often you're called to write kind of backgroundy music that fits a scene. These are not that. These are more melody-forward, sort of lyrical, Final Fantasy-style uh, musical pieces. Um, it's, it's super awkward to demo music on a huge call, so I'm going to point to the collection for, uh, uh, for a loot project here. It's uh, Loot with a U for Adventurers on OpenSea. You can go check it out. Um, but essentially, each one of these is getting kind of a primal primal mood. Um, so, for example, um, actually, why don't, I, why don't I try to play just a little bit of one here? Is this audible at all? Mm, really it's going in and out. Yeah, coming in and out. Yeah, all right, that's a little awkward to do, so I'll skip that. But essentially, this one, Sunken Treasure, has kind of a pirate exploration theme. So part of the story of uh, my loot universe so far is uh, about the, the songs of making getting stolen from the muses and dropped in a treasure chest under the sea, right? So that's this sunken treasure uh, music theme connects to that part of the story. So it's sort of a way in which the music seeded the storyline. Um, we've also got uh, the songs of making here that the, the muses uh, sing to keep the world in balance. Um, so that's a... Uh, that's in and of itself a piece of uh, piece of music here, and then uh, I'll leave this one in the background here. But I basically developed uh, this whole set of concept art using using AI to develop this kingdom of of Adra and what the world looked like when it was in balance once upon a time. Um, so let me let me embellish a little bit here too about uh, about the character. So on one hand we've got we've got the muses, and then we've got Lute's villain, uh, the charlatan, um, who essentially. Uh, I don't want to give away too much of the story, but essentially one of the muses has a haunted uh, musical instrument that summons a demon uh, that uh, is essentially a kraken genesis adventurer uh, who summons a series of dream kraken who corrupt the world and uh, help him steal the songs. So that's, uh, that's part of the storyline connect connected with this. Uh, and the charlatan story is actually inspired by a real... Uh, by, by real events. When I first started working with this, I found a uh, what I thought was a new artist on uh, on Twitter, and I bought a bunch of their a bunch of their stuff. And I thought I was helping discover someone new. And it turned out that the art had been stolen. So uh, for me, like that, making the charlatan slash thief figure the villain in this was a way to connect to that real real life rug pull and get some some good out of it uh, and some creative energy. So that's where this is coming from. Uh, and this video right here, these are the uh, this is a mashup of various Adruan landscapes and uh, concept art that I've done for the, the muses themselves and the different orders of, of loot as they are manifest in this world. 
So uh, just trying to make the make the ideas from the contract and this contract-driven lore real, but approaching it from the creative side, right? As a as a composer composer artist, uh, I can kind of get into specific characters and stories and approach it from the other other side from the rest of the community. Any other comments or questions? I'd love to love to hear what people are thinking. Oh, I love this! I love this one right here. I just got a DM in the background says, "OMG, this is so solid! Is this going to be another amazing sleeper loot project?" <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I certainly hope so. I've got all this free floating lore, and I would like I'm you know I'm doing this myself and hiring some uh, some artists to help. I would love to be connecting this deeply with uh, as many of your projects as will as will take it. Like that's that's what really gets me going is that idea of using these as creative building blocks. Uh, and tying uh, sort of this shared creative experience uh, driven by the contract that everyone can get with. So I'm, I'm really looking to uh, start forming some collaborations and uh, getting more involved in the community. Amazing. Bowtie, I remember, gosh, when did we, when did I jump on your first like story call for this? It was like, like October or something? Yeah, it was November or October November. last year. Had, uh, yeah, just some some building blocks, uh, and it's really fun how the just the tiniest seed of a like, oh, why are why are songs missing from the loot contract, right? Can yeah. can develop each storyline and turn into something really kind of interesting. Well, it was it was yeah. You noticed what was it in Lore C? Sorry, this is getting really deep into the contract, but Lore C, there are prefixes for some reason. All of like the musical type prefixes were lost, like. Mm -hmm. Right. Is, and that that kind of was the root of this idea, like all the music, you know, I, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but all the music related where none of them show up in the in the bags. They're all part of this lost lore. Um, so yeah. that's that's super cool. Yeah, it was like super convenient as a composer coming into it and seeing that the seed ideas could be about, all right, why is song instrument form shadow and growl? Why are these missing? Right. And it just like sort of led to that story of demonic song theft. Uh, which I'm hoping has some wider, wider implications. Um, this is so, so yeah. cool. Can you can you do a merge request onto loot.foundation? Maybe about the names or maybe somewhere else you can figure out where to nest it. But I hadn't even seen this pattern emerge until so you just said it. And if we're saying that that's true, that all the like song-related words uh, are in the lost lore, that's a true fact straight from the OG contract. And then we can you know, level it up and bring it to life in, in the amazing vision you have here. But it's awesome to get it down on paper as like, hey, this is a fact from the contract, and then here's something we're going to go do with it. Awesome. Tip, can I can I ask for some help doing that? I'm, I'm sort of on the creative side, and I have to admit to being a little bit boomer tier when it comes to doing work requests or anything code-related. <laughs> so any no worries. that would be awesome. No worries. It, it, it functions actually just like Google Docs or something, so no code needed. It's just... You type what you want and make pages super straightforward. I'll send you the link and you can do it. Awesome. Well, thanks Thanks so much again for the chance to present. And those, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, BowtieToIndigo. Uh, and then I've got, uh, again, that new collection, Luda Song of Paws, Paws and Whiskers with all these cute collectible animals. Uh, it just went up uh, uh, at midnight tonight. So if you're, if you're interested and you like cute fuzzy things based on loot, like I'd love to have the support and I'm, I'm eager to connect with a lot of you and help uh, build this world. And for, for anyone listening on the YouTube uh, or the or the podcast version of this, um, Loot Town Square, uh, the intro and outro song was done by Bowtie Indigo.
and actually that was a commission. I commissioned, um, I commissioned Bowtide to make a song for my loot bag. This, this was in October and we used, um, we used some of that piece for, uh, for the town square music. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for, for the chance to present. Um, I'm looking forward to connecting uh, with some of you on uh, on Twitter and elsewhere. Yeah, this is great. Bro. This is this is amazing. Um, for the the pieces that you have listed, like I noticed you don't have any listed right now for like for sale, but I see some have been sold. So is it just like we can make offers on some of those songs if, if we like them, or how are you expecting that to work with the Open Sea Collection? Yeah, so in, in brutal honesty, like, um, I love writing music and I can keep doing it anyway, and I love doing commissions. It costs me, like, three to $5,000 to put together an orchestral score and have it nicely recorded, and I just don't see people as being used to paying that much for music, right, <laughs> as a one-for-one. One. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy to, to, to look into doing some commissions and helping out with some other, other projects instead. Um, but I think for now, NFTs are more advanced as a visual medium, um, which is why I was kind of going in this direction and leaving the music to to help fill in that puzzle room experience instead of being the meat of it. But I'm, I'm definitely interested in uh, uh, contributing creatively uh, with, with the music and pursuing commissions as well. Great. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Bowtide. Thank you. All right. I think... Um... I think we're going to start wrapping up here. We're at hour twenty two minutes. Um, you know, I, I I was going to bring up some loop DAO conversation and um, uh, you know have a conversation about the the snapshot vote that just happened that didn't that didn't pass. But I think I think we should actually dedicate a um, maybe not a loop town square, but a separate call for. Um, for that conversation and just go deep on on governance and the um, future of loot and this this some of these ideas for like um you know delegates um that kind of control like a multi-sig and control um you know are voted in to to make some decisions uh, a little more quicker decisions to kind of accelerate um progress in the loot verse. So I think, I think we'll hold off on that for now. And I think it, um, I think pretty shortly we should, we should organize a, a, a call just for that and just for conversation, um, about that. I don't know, Tim Shaw, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd love a separate call for it. There's so much going on in the background, uh, you know, both in the discord, but also in all the other discords and in DM groups and IRL and elsewhere around how to steer loot forward and grow loot forward and build a stronger loot verse. Um, but we don't really have a loot DAO yet. So I think building a, a loot DAO is an exciting and amazing next step for loot. Even though the quorum stuff didn't work, I think there's a ton of opportunity. And so I agree with you, Andrew. Let's do a whole dedicated call about that, both about the loot DAO concept, but also the loot verse advancement DAO, uh, yep. both loot at the foundation for for builders, uh, but also the loot verse as this explosion of creative projects and you know, music to art to games to more uh, that's built in and around loot. I think there's opportunity to, to really accelerate both at the same time. So 
TLDR, yep. yes, let's do a dedicated call. Yeah, we'll do a dedicated call, dedicated call State of the Union, um, and and maybe even put out a, an agenda beforehand so people can kind of prepare. But I, I, I would like that to be more of a conversation, debate, um, uh, you know, lots of active participation. Um, and so we can all kind of push this thing forward together. Other than that, I don't have anything else today, unless anyone wants to wants to uh, share anything cool going on. I think we're going to end about an hour and a half. So impressed with y'all. Yep. So much uh, range across this ecosystem. It's incredible. Okay, crew. GM, GM. Peace out. Bye, everyone. See you later.